I'm Mark Skinner. And I'm uh, Courtney. And we're at uh, Windswept Cider here in Meaford, Ontario. Uh, this is your bottle shop production facility, do everything all together at once. Correct. Uh, when did you open and, and uh, how has it been going, specifically this year with these challenging times? Um, we, we're, we've been up here, we moved to Meaford maybe five years ago or so and um, making cider and growing apples for about three of those and the bottle shop itself here properly opened just a few weeks ago. Um, things have been going pretty good actually, I mean, uh, licensees are down, there's a few things that have kind of shut down, uh, but the buying patterns changed quickly like with the online store, pretty quickly people were um, not wanting to go anywhere and get things shipped to them, so that there was a rush of that happening, it seems to have slowed down a little bit more now, based because people are just out and about a bit more, but um, yeah, I think we've had a good response so far, would you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what are some of the offerings that you have? In the bottle shop here? Yeah. Gosh, where to start? Um, so we sort of have our wild series um, and then our single variety series, I guess, at the moment. Um, and then we have our perennial, which is like our flagship. Um, it's like our probably most approachable uh, cider. Um, but the Wild Series is the one that we're most excited about, I think. I mean, maybe just because we're so used to the single varieties and um, they're definitely, uh, they have a very loyal following and I don't think we could ever get rid of them. But the more we get into wild apples, wild pears, wild fermentation, that's really what's sort of exciting us right now. Um, yeah, and then we've got our honey tonics as well, which are sort of a great non-alcoholic option. Uh, they make a great mixer, and they're great for the designated drivers. Can you explain a little more about what that is? <coughs> because uh, I don't think a lot of people know what that would mean. Yeah, so June is a culture similar to kombucha. Um, brews in a similar fashion, although a little bit faster. Um, also because there are wild yeasts at play in the honey. So June is brewed with uh, green tea and honey as opposed to black tea and white sugar as traditional kombucha is. So yeah. a little bit different, but very, very tasty and great, as you said, on your own, or if you want to add a little something else or include it in a mix, it's a fantastic opportunity for that. Um, you have some uh, plants on site. Correct. Some apples and some. Yeah. So we pears. did all our own grafting. We grafted uh, a lack of French and English cider apples. Some kind of North American kind of dual purpose heirloom apples. Um, we're about a year a year or so behind on getting the trees out uh, in, from the nursery, and we've had some. Pretty, the rabbits are f fat on the apple bark. <laughs> um, so some adjustments to be made there, but yeah, we've got our wild pears and the wild apples up top there. These trees will be planted over in the next few years. We also rent uh, a handful of orchards in the area. Some of the kind of older abandoned orchards we we rent in a handful of kind of ways. Um, and those are the apples uh, from the Lost Orchard blend. And then um, some of the single varieties will be apples from those orchards as well. And the pet nut as well. And you have bigger plans for the, the space here in the next coming years as well? Yeah, so uh, uh, priority one will be to finish what we've started here, put the ceiling <laughs> up, do a few other bits and bobs. Um, 
but yeah, over the, we'd like to kind of uh, have a cider garden behind here, a bit of a patio. Um, I'd like to think we'll have a bit of a buy the glass license at some point. Hopefully, uh, it won't be me necessarily working that, <laughs> um, but we'd look to do that. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Courtney well, we and have I such a beautiful setting. I mean, everyone remarks about the view and just how quiet and lovely it is, and so it's nice to be able to, yeah. especially these days to be able to offer that experience for people who are looking to reconnect with nature and where their food and drink comes from because that's kind of what we're all about so mm -hmm. um, yeah and and how is it in the environment here uh, the apple pie trail and the community uh, that you're working with other cider makers and other other uh, people that come together to help with what you're doing but also the agriculture in the area what is it like it's been great um, you know, we chose this area. We chose this area to come up here, you know, because it's apple country. Um, it's nice four season, busy tourist spot. And, you know, great for a family with the bay and all sorts of stuff to happen. So it's worked out really well that way. Um, the cider making community has been really good. It's growing. So as it grows, um, People are being becoming a bit more comfortable with with helping each other. I think initially in the first little bit um, there was some hesitation because I think people were just nervous about how mm -hmm. many of us were going to show up. But that seems to be waning a little bit, um, and it's been great. Like I, I work at Coffin Ridge growing the grapes, and, and they they're really friendly. Joel's great. I'm you know giving him a hand in the cellar here and there so he can take a bit of a break, and um, uh, it's been really good. And like you said, there's lots of there are lots of um, kind of uh, apple-focused kind of tourism uh, groups uh, that have kind of grabbed cider and uh, included it in its in its promotional and its activities. And um, uh, yeah, it's been it's been really good. If you could make one big change, either here locally or within the sector as a whole, that would help you out. What would that be? Mm. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that some of the some of the uh, Ontario alcohol regulations are a bit strict, and that I think that could be. I think we're all adults; we could handle privatization of that, and it wouldn't be a problem. Um, we'd like to see the LCBO move towards supporting some of the smaller uh, wineries and cideries in that sense, and and we believe that they're looking to do that. I think actually this. This, the COVID scenario has opened their eyes to, to that, that, you know, all, every producer from big to small needs, needs every avenue open to them in order to make their business run. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that they'll be uh, helpful in some fashion. And some of those changes that we've seen because of COVID may or may not stick around at the end of the year, and it could be a mm -hmm. good positive opportunity for for more changes going forward. Like I think said, so. so, I think so, yeah. I think it's, it's the big guys have kind of um, been able to do some of the stuff that the small guys had access to, um, which was a little concerning, but I think that at the end of the day, uh, people drinking more cider is good for all of us. I think. So whether they you know come to us now or later. And we are still seeing such a huge boom in it yes. uh, with when we started in 2015 there was about 40 or 50 manufacturers there's now over 110 in Ontario alone mm -hmm. uh, we've put together a map for Canadian cider and it's over 300 
So we're seeing quite a large growth and seeing this is, I think, a resurgence of, of what was a very classic and traditional uh, drink before prohibition gotcha. and everything else sort of happened. Mm -hmm. So it's really great to see your product. Uh, a lot of uh, the single varietal in the wild really does give a, a unique perspective of it. Yeah. And I think that helps with the rest of the market because it fits very well into it. Yeah. So um, a lot of, even in that sense, I think a lot of camaraderie in the process of understanding that it can only just grow and keep growing, sure. hopefully. Yeah. And it will really uh, be beneficial for groups like yourself. Yeah. Is there anything new that you're working on or wanting to try? Uh, this year, yeah, I can't say that this year we're, um, I'm going to be harvesting a, ha a handful of varieties of grapes from the vineyards I work at and we'll be playing with some blending and using the skins and doing some, some interesting stuff there. So yeah, that's what, that's what this fall, uh, on top of the, this, the, the regular production that we do, we're looking to add, uh, add some grapes into the mix. Excellent. Yeah. And if people want to get more information about yourself, what your offerings are, how do they do that? Winswebsider.com. <laughs> yeah, we're at Winswebsider on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and then our Honey Tonics, we're at Winswep Honey Tonics on Instagram. And uh, yeah, yeah, signing, up, signing up for the newsletter actually on the website. Right. We do uh, try to publish some more behind the scenes, farm content, inspiration, and our musings occasionally. <laughs> we try not to rant, but yeah, it's a great way to get an inside look at a different style of cidery. Awesome. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you.